0: Thanks for tuning in to the Happiness Playbook, a podcast where we explore the why and how of happiness. I'm your host, Neil Hooper, and I just wanted to remind you that life is a team sport, so let's play together. I am so excited for today's show. I had a sit down with my dear friend, Kristen Metzger and explored the mysteries of the universe. It was so good, and I'm so excited to share that. The conversation was so great and amazing that we're actually turning the recording into two episodes, so there was too much goodness. I couldn't bring myself to cut out so much, so we're just going to do two episodes and share all of it. Today's portion of my conversation with Kristen will talk about the power of presence in your well-being her amazing Hawaiian adventurous life she's living right now, and how to connect with others through accepting and building and lots more. So stay tuned. Before we go into our conversation with Kristen, we got a quick highlight reel from one of our Play Theory community members, Michael Thomas, who is very active and an amazing member of our community. We love you. You're awesome. She shared the following amazing good news in our Facebook group. She said, A family we knew realized that they only had days or weeks left with their grandma before she succumbed to cancer. They decided to celebrate Christmas last weekend while she was here with them. They called to ask if our family would come caroling. Even though some of us had plans that couldn't be changed, I wanted to accept and build and look outward, so I said yes. Then began texting others who know them and invited them to join. Every family I texted said yes. We took nine families to Christmas Carol to this family on a warm September evening. Some people even donned their Christmas sweaters and Santa hats. There were few dry eyes and both the family and the singers were uplifted and expressed gratitude for their part in it. I was grateful to have said yes when my calendar told me to say no and something much more beautiful came of it. This is the essence of good news, my friends. Finding the beauty in hardship and multiplying that silver lining for others who are experiencing inexpressible pain. My goodness, that is why we are here. Great job looking outward. Great job accepting and building in an inconvenient moment. And great job at being a human being, Michael. We are so grateful for your example. Thank you for sharing that. For our team huddle today, we have a review from KittyTay99, who said, I am so excited to continue to apply these principles in my life! I have actually applied these principles to my life and have become closer to the person I've always wanted to become. So pumped for this to be shared with the rest of the world. Thanks for the love, KittyTay99. Sending some right back at you. Now, a little bit about our friend Kristen Metzger. She is an incredible soul. She is the creator of the Red Carpet Humanitarian Podcast, where she highlights the stellar humans she meets that should have paparazzi crowding their huts and homes, bringing the red carpet to the humblest of influencers around the world. It's a phenomenal podcast, everyone. You got to go check it out. We are putting the link in the show description for that podcast, so make sure you go subscribe and drop a review. You won't regret it. She is an actress, singer, director who's been involved in a variety of projects and is on a never ending mission, it seems, to make the world a better place. She's a world traveler and humanitarian living out her dreams as an artistic nomad. And just trust me, when we get into the conversation, you'll get a little flavor for that. In 2019, she moved to the leprosy settlement in Kaluapapa, Molokai, hopefully I said that right, to serve the patients and write a film script based on the history there. She's spreading light wherever she goes, and I couldn't be happier to play a role in helping the reach of that light expand. Now, let's go to the magical conversation. It is my incredible honor to roll out our glorious red carpet as glorious as we can (laughs) and introduce to you Kristen Metzger. Welcome to the Happiness Playbook, Kristen.
1: Oh, thank you. Aloha.
0: (laughs) Aloha. (laughs) Oh, we are going to have so much fun today. Uh, for obvious reasons, you might have guessed where uh, Kristen is calling in from, but she is uh, currently isolated on a dreadful tropical, <laughs> beautiful island..
1: In oh, Hawaii. No.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness. So we're we're gonna get into all of these details and and her story and how she wound up where she is. Um, real quick though, I just it's so interesting. Kristen, as you will experience throughout this episode of the happiness playbook is just so full of light. Like I should have warned you to put your sunglasses on before we (laughs) hit record because um, you're going to feel it even through the uh, sound waves here, just her brightness and, and her, her amazing soul. So, um, but we have just, we we have found some very (laughs) random, unique uh, spaces and, and places where we have crossed paths and um, the first time, so we have like a billion mutual friends, but somehow we never quite connected until, this is years ago, I don't, I don't know how many years ago this was, but we we crossed paths, we were at, it was at the Sundance Film Festival, right?
1: Yes, Park City. <laughs>
0: That's right. (laughs) Park City. And I'm going down and I recognized you from it was either a production or I had just seen you uh, enough, you know, in the interwebs. And I recognized you and I was like, are you Kristen Metzger? And you were like, yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Who wants to know? (laughs) That's right.
0: (laughs) But uh, just from the very beginning up there in Park City at the Sundance Film Festival, I just I felt your passion for life and your your mission to make the world a better place and to share goodness. And we have. So what were some of the other? There's so many of them. But what were some of the other places we crossed paths?
1: Um, We crossed paths at a like expo at. Where was it? Like <laughs> Southtown. It was like a business, good works. I don't remember exactly what it was called, but yeah, it was some yes. sort of powerful motivational conference. That's right. (laughs) And we were both wearing our little tags and we were like, you're here, you're here. We're trying to improve our capacity to do good and, you know, on a big scale. And it was awesome. And I, I too, I think if I remember correctly, the Park City thing was even better because I think I was in an art gallery and you were like standing outside the window and like, like almost like pointing to me like, Hey, and I, I, that's what I remember anyway. And it was like such a fun, fun moment. And so it just feels like, yeah, everywhere we've connected, it's been like, of course you're here. Like, of course, we're both here wanting to learn and grow and expand. It just is always, it's almost like a sign of like, you're in the right place. Like, oh, Neil's here. Oh, okay. This is good. Like, He's here. He's pursuing similar things. So this is good that I'm here too.
0: <laughs> that is the same yardstick I've been using. So uh, that's uh, that's flattering that you've been using it too. Yeah. The, the other the, the other one that was really fun is um, we were both involved with a humanitarian service organization ah, yes, yes, yes. called Hfy Humanitarian Experience for Youth and it's an amazing organization you know they send these youth out all over the world to serve and build schools and just get into the community and it's a, an amazing experience for the youth and um so we both signed up not knowing obviously you know that uh, we were gonna be there <laughs> and so i show up to this training and sure enough i'm walking down the hall and there's kristen and i'm like of course Of course she's here. Of course she's a a leader in this whole experience. So that was another fun one. Oh my goodness. And then obviously you've been very involved in the theater scene and the Nauvoo pageant for the Church of Jesus Christ, which is a pretty big deal. And we were out in Illinois uh, working in Chicago and we were able to go down while you were like super involved. Weren't you like Supreme Chancellor of all of Nauvoo? What was your title?
1: <laughs> um, I believe when you came, I was assistant directing at that time.
0: Okay. That's that's awesome. <laughs> Anyone who knows about the pageant knows that's a big deal and, and such a neat place, but we Went down there, and we got to see you telling us these <laughs> amazing stories about lightning storms and keeping people, uh, you know, safe and just helping people feel aligned with heaven and feeling good about stuff. And uh, but I I got to slip in here real quick a tip of finding good you know partners in crime for this journey of life. So if you can worry less about looking good and getting caught up in in that whole um, approach, and you can just run as fast as you can toward goodness, you just turn your head over and the people running alongside you are probably good people to uh, <laughs> connect with and hang on to. And I feel like right. that kind of sums up the, the interactions and the the friendship and connections we've had. Well, enough about all these fun stories of um, <laughs> yesteryear. Let's dive in here because there's so much to unpack with uh, Kristen. So the first question um, I know I covered a little bit in the bio, but there's so much to dive into here. I want to know tell us where you are currently because you're just you have this amazing you've become like the you know the the honorary Polynesian princess of this Hawaiian <laughs> island and you're out there doing these, awesome thing. So tell us how you got where you are and what you're up to. Oh
1: my goodness. Okay. So who I am on the island, the Hawaiian Island of Molokai and even more remote. There is the Island of Molokai has um, sea cliffs, the entire Northern side of the island is these massive sea cliffs, actually the biggest in the world, which is incredible. And there is alongside these sea cliffs, there is one portion of the island that has a peninsula at the bottom of the cliff. And that peninsula is where I am. And it's the county of Kalawau. The settlement is called Kalapapa. And this peninsula is only accessible by a trail that goes from the top of the island of Molokai down the cliff. It's about 26 switchbacks that you can hike or you can fly and that's it. Or you can fly, you know, like from Honolulu to here. So there's no other way. We can't drive somewhere. We can't, you know, this is it. We have one small, pantry that is where we can get some groceries and then we have a post office and that's it. Um, wow. <laughs> and uh, the reason <laughs> that this place even exists is because in the middle 1800s, fun history lesson, there was an outbreak of leprosy in Hawaii and they were scared and, you know not surprisingly so and they didn't understand it they didn't know what it was and so they sent in exile anyone and everyone that had the symptoms to this peninsula because they wanted it to be remote they they wanted to put them in a place where they couldn't quote you know infect anyone else and so out of fear and hope for the people that weren't sick they just exiled Throughout the years, over eight thousand Hawaiians to this little peninsula. Wow. I know, and this, wow. and just to give you a perspective, this peninsula is only a seven-mile radius. Like you can walk the entire radius in like two and a half hours. What? Yeah.
0: Oh my goodness! It's a
1: small piece of land. So they, it is still to this day a settlement for leprosy, um, and you know they're no longer actively sending people with like new cases but the people that live here have were, were sent here because of their diagnosis with leprosy more politically correct uh it's actually hansen's disease and mm-hmm. they but now these people are old they're you know getting into their 80s our oldest patient is 96 which is incredible, especially wow. for someone who has had leprosy. And because in the 60s around there, they did come out with drugs that were able to mitigate the symptoms and, and were mostly effective in the majority of people to help halt the progression of leprosy. And so a lot of people were able to actually leave this peninsula. Um, you know, those who had survived that long and these people that are still here have chosen to stay. They could leave. They've chosen to stay because this is now their home. And, and I'll be honest, it is paradise. I mean, it's beautiful. It's untouched Hawaii. There's no, you know, people can't just come and live here. You can't even come visit here unless you know someone who lives here and so, when I and so to live here, you have to be a worker here. So, wow, that is where I live. And <laughs> the reason I came here is because I read a book that I got at a thrift store on Molokai. And I had no idea about the history of this place until I read that book. And I was like, what? A movie about this, and so you know, because I'm an actress and a, a budding filmmaker, and I started doing my research and ended up meeting this filmmaker in Maui who told me about a job opportunity, and I was like, "Wow, I don't have medical experience, but I guess I'll apply to be a nurse's aide down in the care home with these older patients that had leprosy and I didn't think anything would happen. And then they called me and they were like, oh, do you have any experience? And I was like, no. But after I read the book on Molokai, I went to India to work in an active leprosy colony with people that were still struggling with the disease that hadn't gotten the medicine yet, that were trying to get it. And I spent a month there. And so when I told them that, they were like, Oh my gosh, you've already experienced working with people affected by leprosy and, and people that are still dealing with the active, uh, you know, dealing with ulcers and open wounds and, and et cetera. Like, you're not afraid of that. And I was like, no, I, I really feel drawn to, to help this population. And so that's why they actually ended up giving me the job to come here was that experience in India. So anyway, that's how I ended up here.
0: (laughs) Oh my goodness. There's so, I have so many questions, (laughs) but I'm like that. Oh, I I warned you guys. I warned you, Kristen, warrior of light here. That is amazing. Um, So my first question is, what does does your day-to-day look like? Or what does a day in the life of Kristen right now in this amazing, adventurous season of life look like?
1: Oh, well, right now I, I work in the care home as an aide uh, you know, 40 hours a week and I'm currently on a night shift rotation. So I, I work through the night I'm there for the patients, whatever they need in the night. They, you know, they often have pain that wakes them up. Um, leprosy affects your nerves. And so even though they are "quote cured," you know they've received these these really helpful drugs and medicine. Uh, they still they still are affected by by the things that have happened to their bodies. And so I'm there in the night to assist in any way that I can. And then I try to sleep during the day. And then I wake up, and usually as soon as I wake up, I am ready to hit the water. <laughs> And so I, (laughs) I usually get my exercise, either swimming, you know, snorkeling, I've taken up spear fishing and
0: that is
1: just amazing. (laughs) You know, you get in the water with what looks like a rifle and you are snorkeling and you get to spear a fish for dinner. And so I'm getting, you know, this beautiful exercise and spending time underwater, especially in the way the world is right now. It's like, such a balm to get into this underwater world where it feels so, you know, obviously unaffected by the political climate, the diseases, the, you know, systemic racial situation. I mean, all of this. And you just go underwater and watch these fish and turtles and, and learning about how to be sustainable and finding food for myself and for others. And so that usually, takes up a, a number of hours of my week. And then, you know, spending time with people down here as much as possible. It's really simple. It is a simple, simple life down here, which is very different than what my life was before I came here. So I think God was kind of like, here, why don't we put you in an isolated peninsula and teach you how to be still. And that's the other thing I guess I do a lot of is I, I go and sit on the beach and watch the sunset every day in quiet solitude. What? It's so beautiful and still. And my little extroverted heart is like, what is this? This is amazing. Let's embrace this.
0: Wow. 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 Okay. So (laughs) how I got to ask real quick, this is not an important question, but uh, like, how is it technologically in terms of like internet and, and power and stuff? Is that like, do you have all those things all the time or is there impact there? Yes.
1: So I, Fi is not always um, available. And so like, even right now I have ridden my bike to a little house where the Wi Fi is stronger at it, mine. It's not, it's very touch and go. And I have to like, go to a, Specific wall in my house and like stand up against it to get <laughs> Wi-Fi. You know, so uh, right now
0: you're doing yoga poses serious. to like try to get the signal stronger. <laughs> Warrior one. Let's see here we get go. Here we there. go.
1: Yeah, it's true. Hold <laughs> it. Hold it. Um, yeah. So I I have a bicycle that gets me around a trusty beach cruiser that tries to pretend like it's a mountain bike to get across certain terrain. Um and so yeah, we have Wi-Fi. It just, uh, is not always reliable. Um, but I'm grateful and, uh, and phone calls are even harder. So, you know, usually I'm using FaceTime audio or FaceTime because I need the internet to make a call. Um, because there's only a few spots where we get like cell service and that is definitely like okay, stand there. Don't move. You found a place to call (laughs) and it's generally outside. So, you know, put your sun hat on and, uh, your long sleeves if you're going to make a long phone call. So, um, it's, it's good though. I'm grateful for the connection we do have.
0: So thank you first off for the sacrifice you're (laughs) making for us to do, (laughs) do this episode. So obviously one of the the first play theory principle is be present, right? Yes. Mindfulness is a huge part of of happiness, right? Is a skill, oh, yeah. and so I'm just curious. I'm gonna uh, dig a little deeper there, and I gotta ask: Is am I hearing a bird in the back there? Um, or, yes. Or I... yes. <laughs> okay.
1: You
0: are. Just if is your stories of your. <laughs> No, oh no, it's perfect. Okay. I love it. Okay. it adds to the ambiance okay, of good. the uh, <laughs> of your adventurous stories. And you're telling us about spearfishing and hiking up <laughs> these green, amazing Hawaiian cliff sides, and the bird in the background oh just puts it over the edge. Perfect. So. so you've gone from a life, you know, obviously here in the states, it's like connected, twenty four seven notifications, advertisements. You know, always something to do, something to see. And now you're you're here, and you're isolated. And even to make a phone call, you have to you know, do warrior one and stand on your head outside in the, the sun or or rain. So how has your environment forcing you now to be more focused and present and and pay attention to each moment as it comes? Uh, how has that affected you?
1: Oh, that is a beautiful, big question. And I think I'll probably see even more effects when I do head back to the mainland and have to face the... <laughs> the world again. But right now, man, I, I feel like I have this capacity like that has deepened for peace. And I mean, I've painted this picture, I think a little bit of like, oh, I'm in this paradise and everything is beautiful and amazing. And let's be real. It's hard also. Like it's been lonely at times. It's been, I mean, there's been drama in my work situation. And when you live in a small community, there is a gossip culture. And I've even experienced like when you're a white Howley girl living in a local Hawaiian place, not everyone is readily willing to accept you as part of the community. So just to give that as a backdrop, like there's been moments when I'm like, man, I don't know if I can stay here, but because of the the requirement to be present here i i feel like i've been able to have this peace that just like prevails regardless of of if i feel like i've been the target of some certain behaviors down here or if i have felt just so lonely or stuck or whatever i i'm like wow i've just i feel so calm still. And, you know, I go sit on the beach and, and watch the sun go down. And sometimes I find I'm not even thinking, you know, and I think that's the beauty of, of what we find with yoga or meditation or whatever people have found as a way to be present. Um, I feel like is so available here. And I literally stop in my tracks consistently when I smell something, like I get a whiff of the plumeria or the guava that I didn't realize was growing on that tree right above me. And I stop and I just look up and I'm like, oh, hello, guava. Um, <laughs> Can I pick you? And so I've I wow. just learned like when you're present, I mean, you never know what you might see, smell, experience. even when you're only able to explore a seven mile radius, you might think you would run out of things to see. but but what I've learned from being present is you ain't never gonna run out of things to see or experience when you are still and and allow yourself to stop and feel. And I mean, no sunset is the same. No whiff or breeze is the same. It might come from a different direction. It's, it's, yeah, this, I mean, I, Paradise has definitely given me great cause to be present. That was a long answer. Wow. But there's.
0: I loved lot. it. Oh, yeah. I loved it. And it's so, I love what you're touching on here because it's going to help me shift gears into the next, uh, set of questions because you are, I mean, we heard the bird. We've, we've heard your stories. I've yeah. seen your pictures. If you really want to, uh, get some wanderlust, the spirit stirring <laughs> inside you, go follow Kristen on Instagram and just see all these amazing, you know, see her catches when she goes spearfishing and on her, her bike rides and stuff. It's amazing you know, the flip side of that, as you mentioned, though, as humans, we yearn for connection, especially if you have extroverted tendencies, you know, and that and that can be hard. Here You are isolated. You know, you're on an island to begin with, but now you're on this peninsula, even more isolated. And you might be the only uh, white or howly girl there and, um, you know, feeling some of the, the pressures uh, socially from that regard. So and that is tricky right but you really are the queen of service and looking outward and really the question i want to ask you is how have you leveraged play theory to promote deeper connection with individuals how have how has this being present um helped you how has leaving your ego at the door letting go and playing and how has accepting and building upon the offers from everyone you interact with and looking outward, how has that all helped you promote uh, healthy relationships?
1: The first principle I feel is, you know, accept and build, accept what you have chosen as far as coming to this peninsula. This was my choice and I accept the way things are here in the community with the number of people here. I mean, right now, especially because of uh, COVID, and people leaving and working remote, there's only about 40 or less people on this peninsula. And wow. so I am accepting that. And then now I got to build from there. And so I've developed relationships down here with people that I might have not as naturally if I had lived elsewhere or had my usual crew of people that I connect with easily and quickly. And, you know, I've, I've started playing pool recently with these two, this Samoan woman who's in her late sixties and, and a Hawaiian local who is also in her early sixties. And it's the three of us and they're amazing at pool. And I've never really taken the time (laughs) to develop my pool shark skills. And so the three of us come together at this little pool hall with this old pool table and you know, the ocean's right outside and we open the doors and we play pool for a few hours and they teach me and we, and they bring these delicious like local dishes and we're eating and laughing and we have our masks on. And I'm like, this is awesome. When would I have hung out with these women like on a weekly basis (laughs) and learned from them, from their experiences. And I, I, And I hang out with this 96 year old man who has had leprosy for, you know, three fourths of his life. And he and I have taken to watching, I bring my fire stick and he's really interested in like true story films and, and films that have like a religious theme. And, and we come from different religious backgrounds, but it's been so cool. I have spent so much time watching these really powerful, uplifting shows and films. And I mean, he's become one of my best friends and I I don't know any other time or circumstance when I would have had a relationship with someone so unique as him to teach me from his life experience and to share as we're growing spiritually and he's facing kind of end of life questions and, and wonders, you know, what's going to happen. And when he dies and I, I've been so grateful for these interactions that are unique and, and you know, where you're just accepting and building with what you have. And I am really grateful for, for that principle here at this time in my life for sure, in this unique situation.
0: Well, and I love what you're saying here. You're kind of meeting everyone where they're at. And there's a few play theory principles at play here. Um, You often see that they're interconnected in so many ways, but you know so you you meet these uh these ladies at the pool table right you you haven't played pool so there's some let go and playing there yeah. right i'm sure you had to leave <laughs> a bit of your ego <laughs> at the door yes um as would i if i took up pool um but you're you're kind of you're kind of going to them you're finding their passions and then taking that and making it your own in order to connect and build a relationship and that is that is so awesome. And then did you say fire sticks, by the way? Oh, you, like you a, show up with your fire
1: stick, <laughs> Amazon, like your Amazon fire stick to like look up movies. Oh, okay.
0: and yeah. <laughs> I was like, who one thing? Are you fire dancing oh, now? That's what that's my mind, but <laughs> not yet. Anyway, Maybe, maybe, maybe who knows? <laughs> i'll be i'll be watching your instagram feed waiting for that uh that video to pop up um okay yeah amazon fire sticks okay that makes more sense <laughs> but uh but that's another great example you found this interest right of of this 96 year old man which um which what a what a unique friendship to have what a unique relationship to build with someone who's at that stage of life and asking you know some hard questions about what's to come and um, I love that you you just embraced that and you accepted where they were at and their their uh, passions and, and interests. And then you made it your own in order to connect. And I think this is a huge principle that we can all take on and, and learn from you in that regard, that if you can tap into and learn what others are passionate about and then develop that passion and interest yourself in that thing, that is a very powerful way to connect with someone. And that also, uh, as we mentioned, requires letting go and playing in a lot of instances. I also loved what you said about kind of accepting your decision. And I think it's sometimes we want to retreat from a decision we've made, especially when it puts us in the uh, growth zone, right? We're no longer in our comfort zone, but to really own that like you have and to really just double down and say, you know what? I can only control, you know, what's what's in my power. Now I made this decision. I'm going to reground in my why, you know, the purpose behind this decision, and I'm going to build on that. And I think that's also a huge uh, skill to develop as well. That we can, you know, practice committing to decisions and then making the best of uh, the situations, and and that applies to decisions we may not have um, chosen as well. But uh, so much good goodness you're sharing with us, Kristen. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so, and, and I got to say, while we're on the topic of, of connecting with others and meeting them where they are and celebrating them, um, you have to go check out Kristen's podcast, red carpet humanitarian. She, um, she's so good at making others look and feel good. And it's, I mean, basically that's what your podcast is all about is finding these people and rolling out the red carpet, your own red carpet um, for them. When, you know, a lot of people don't get the praise or, or recognition for their, amazing contributions to the world and you're you're attempting to do that with your podcast and so i gotta put a huge plug in for that because uh it's it's a very good investment of your time you will feel good and it's so aligned with everything we believe here at the happiness playbook so i definitely want to put a plug uh there as well for you
1: thank you thank you
0: Thank you so much for joining me today on the Happiness Playbook. While we're cutting the conversation right there for part one of my conversation with Kristen, make sure to tune in for part two where we dive deep into relationships and heartbreak and navigating your life mission with play theory. It gets even better. If we've benefited your life in any way, we hope you'll look outward and send us some love and leave a five-star review On iTunes. Oh, I loved our conversation today and how the power of presence and eliminating technology can help you ground yourself and appreciate the moment and navigate hard times and seasons of life. This week, let's follow Kristen's example of letting go of our fears of what others could think and try new things in order to connect with people we would not have been able to otherwise. I loved that part of the conversation and hope you will apply that as this week's pro tip. And as always, remember that life is a team sport. Catch you next week.